the third win against the top ten, and the Orange had them all the way. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into my heart. Three for the win battle. Bang! Boom! As the Orange do it again, the cardiac juice comes through on the road one more time. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. We are brought to you in part by Duntire. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Uh, we will hear uh, from Jerry McNamara today's show. I caught up with Jerry yesterday at the Mellow Center. Uh, we held that interview until today. We've got the uh, television version of Orange Nation coming your way tonight on News Channel 9 from 7 to 7.30. Because of the bye week, we're taking a break from football on the show tonight. We're going to talk basketball. That's why we sat down with Jerry. Uh, we'll play that interview back for you here in about uh, 15 minutes. Spent about uh, 10 minutes or so with Jerry over at the Mellow Center. Uh, always great insight from him. So much newness to this team uh Seth that you know we we've been talking so much about it Ty's battle only returning starter Frank Howard played a lot of minutes obviously began last year as a starter then then lost his job aside from that virtually everyone else is either a transfer a freshman or a guy who sat out last year, and I'll throw Pascal Chuku into that mix because, as, as we all know, Chuku only appeared in seven games, had surgery in December, and, and he was out for the year, so it's almost like he was a red shirt as well. It's Battle, Howard, and then just all these new pieces and, in, and in new throw, roles. And can't you throw Frank Howard into that? Yeah, in kind of, ro- I guess so. Pieces in new roles. Well, they, well kind if of that's a, the case, then they all are because well, Battle sure, is now the top guy. Sure, but I, but at least last year he was the starting shooting guard all sure. year, and you know, at, at the very least, he was the starting shooting guard all season. Um, you Ask know, Frank, Tyler Lydon how that goes from being the fourth sure, option to sure. the first option. Sometimes no, it's more I, difficult than it sounds. I know. I, I brought it up last week. I, I get that, and I, I think that, that is a, a legitimate question to ask. Um, I, I'm just, I, I, I'm curious. I am excited to see this thing play out. Uh, that's why I'm going to go tomorrow because uh, I have not seen the team and I want to see this team on the court. Um, there are so many new pieces, and I, I know we heard a lot about O'Shea Brissett, but let's see him in games. I know we, uh, you know, last year you, you saw a little bit of Pascal Chukwu. Let's see if he could do anything for you, even defensively. Like forget offense. Like if if he gets an offensive rebound and dunks, uh, like twice a game, I, I think you take that offensively from him. Uh, but let's see what he can do defensively, and if he can uh, make some plays. And and look, de- he can win you a game just by a couple of defensive plays, right? A couple shots he alters, a couple uh, block shots that could win you a game. Uh, so let's see what he could do. And and uh, you know Matthew Moyer, you mentioned him as a guy who looks better, who who looked good in that uh, in that Friday night scrimmage. So I, I'm excited to see this team. Yeah, as am I, and we'll uh, certainly talk a lot of SU basketball here in the first hour. Again, about 10 minutes from now, we'll get to that interview uh, with Jerry McNamara. I, I want to begin, though, Seth, with, with some news in the NFL. The, the last 24 hours been a lot of news in the NFL. We've, we've got trades to discuss. Uh, the Chiefs putting on a show again last night against the Broncos. They continue to look like, if not the best team in the AFC, the second best team in the AFC. Um, yeah. I'm not saying the Broncos are bad, but Floyd was hesitant to pick the Broncos last night. Floyd was right. Floyd questioned the offense. Floyd questioned Trevor Simeon. And uh, Floyd was sitting here in his Broncos quarter yeah. zip, and, and you were like, was and you were like who's going to win? And he was like, ah, I don't know. I thought it was a softball, but I, I appreciate that he gave me the honest <laughs> yeah, answer, which was, well, it's a tough place to play. Yeah. 
That's all he had to say. Uh, but he was right. Uh, Chiefs uh, get the job done. They continue to look uh, really good. Uh, the Broncos uh, do not look good. But the, the headline from last night, from a football perspective, was Jimmy Garoppolo being yeah. dealt by the Patriots to San Francisco for a second-round pick. And if you go back to last year, I mean, the Patriots were shopping him for a first-round pick, two for first two first-round picks, and then they would have settled for the, the top pick in the draft, ended up not getting that. They hold on to him. You figure, okay, he's the quarterback of the future there. And they unload him last night for a second-round pick. Yeah, I, I was surprised about a lot of it, about that they traded him in season, that, that they didn't hang on to him. Uh, I was surprised where he went. Because for for how long has it just been the assumption that Kyle Shanahan was going to go get Kirk Cousins? And, you know, Kyle, Kirk Cousins, you know, a couple best years came with Kyle Shanahan and, and, and Sean McVay with the Rams, but Kyle Shanahan running that offense. Uh, so it was kind of assumed that that, that was going to happen. Um, and then that it was only a second-round pick, uh, you know, you heard... All last offseason, no, they want a first rounder. They want two first rounders. They they don't want, you know, the the Browns aren't offering enough. They're offering the twelfth overall pick. That's not enough. Uh, I mean that that's what we heard all all of of last offseason. And for Garoppolo to get traded just for a second rounder, I, I I'm I'm surprised. Um, and at the end of the day, like I think this is a great move for the Niners. Oh, get it a is. quarterback. Get him for for half a season here before you have to make a decision on him in the offseason. And all you gave up is a second-round pick. Yeah, it might be a good second-round pick, but you gave up a second-round pick, which is what Garoppolo was three years ago. You and, know, so And they have another second-round pick. I mean, right. for, for me, I mean, this is a, a steal for the Niners. I mean, they give up a second-round pick. They still have a, another second-round pick, and they get potentially their quarterback of the future. Now, whether or not he actually pans out, I, you know that remains to be seen. Who but knows? You need a quarterback in this league. They feel like they have identified him. They feel like they they have him now. And as you said, you know you can see how he plays this year. If you don't sign him to a long term deal, you can franchise tag him. Whatever it may be. And I'm going to give Kyle Shanahan the benefit of the doubt. By the way, like he had a great he he had a, built a great offense with Robert Griffin the third as his quarterback. He built a, a very good offense with Kirk Cousins. He built a very dynamic and different offense. Last year in Atlanta, uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt to go work and and make this work with Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe not this year because they've got nobody on that team. Uh, but I, I would give him the benefit of the doubt and imagine that it works out. And the thing that it really does, if you're the 49ers, is it allows you to now not use that number one or number two overall pick on a quarterback. Right, you don't have to. And last year they traded out of the number two slot and they only dropped one spot, so they really didn't get too much back. Uh, but if they were to get that number one or number two pick again, and there are quarterback needy teams out there, and there are going to be, whether it's the Jets uh, or, or anybody else who want to trade up the Bills, and, and maybe they want to trade up to get that quarterback, they can hold that thing out for a King's Ransom, and they can get a bunch of picks to fill up that team and make that team better, because right now it's not there, they just don't have talent uh, but now they have the ability to go out and get multiple picks in this year's draft by using that one as currency because they traded a second rounder for a potential quarterback. As for the New England Patriots, we assumed all along that Jimmy Garoppolo was the future there. That whenever Tom Brady hung it up, you know he would be the Aaron Rodgers right. to to uh, you know to to Brady's Brett Favre. 
And that is not going to happen now. And when the move was made, obviously the Patriots are going to sign a quarterback or two here to back him up. But when the move was made, Brady was the only quarterback on the roster. No no quarterbacks on the practice squad. Did you notice that Brian Hoyer quickly got released? Yes. And it's now kind of widely thought that he'll just... Right, that go would back to New England. Make a lot He's of sense. He's already been there. Right, that would make a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Uh, being a Bills fan, though, and being invested in that division, I can't help but think this means Tom Brady for four or five, more, four, several years. More, four years. more years. Yes, three, four more years. Yes, at least well, right, at least three more years. You would think. Does, does it make you think? And and this is an idea that I heard and saw out there this morning on radio, this morning online. Does it make you think that? Belichick is going to leave when Brady does. That now he doesn't have that next guy anymore. He doesn't have another 10-year window, potentially. I think that's looking too much into it. Now he only has this three years. It's Brady. He wants to win two more Super Bowls in the next four seasons, including this one, and then call it a career, and and everybody can just leave at the same time. Potentially, but I, I think that's looking too much into it. I think, I think it is too. I think they realized Brady's the guy for the next several years and they'll get something back for Garoppolo. They're not going to keep Garoppolo on the bench for three to four to five years, whatever it may be. Although five, I mean, he would be 45. I don't, I don't I know think if he's what, playing until 45. I think but. what really happened is that Brady came in this year and there was an expectation that he would drop drop off because 40 is the magic number in sports, right? 40 is that magic number, and you could talk about it with running backs being earlier and being probably 30, but 40 is that magic number where all of a sudden it just disappears, and you just don't have it anymore as pro athletes. And I think that people expected Brady to do that, and I remember talking about it after that week one game. Oh, there we go. There's, there's Tom Brady. He's 40 years old. He's not going to be able to do it anymore. Um, and that hasn't been the case. I, I mean, he's turned it around from that week one performance. He's played really well, continued to play at this high level, and I think that the Patriots saw, oh, maybe he can play until he's 43, right? Like, maybe he can give us two more years after this or three more years after this. And they were like, is it worth it to pay Garoppolo three years to not be our starter, but we would have to pay him starter's money? Yeah, that's one heck of an insurance policy. Right, and that's a lot of money that and you, now you tie up in the quarterback And now position. you can pick a, a quarterback in the mid-rounds of this draft, and he they can, can pick sit behind up, Brady and, and learn a little bit. Pick up Baker Mayfield in the second round or the right. third round. Yeah. There's no reason you can't do that. And, and so I, that's what I look at. I think this just this makes a lot of business sense if if Brady's going to be the guy. And so that's that's my takeaway from this whole thing, Seth, is that, you know, yeah, I think the Niners made a great deal. Makes a lot of sense for them. I think they got a steal that instead of giving up a first-round pick or two, they just give up a second-round pick and they get potentially their quarterback of the future. The bigger takeaway for, for me, and maybe it's because I'm a Bills fan, the bigger takeaway is Brady's, Brady's going to be here a while. Yeah. And I think it just makes a lot of business sense for the Pats to get rid of Garoppolo. They don't have to pay him. They get... You know, a second round pick in return. They could use that pick if they want on another quarterback. It's going to be cheaper, could sit behind Brady and learn for the next three to four years, whatever it may be. And then they'll figure out the quarterback thing as it gets closer to the right. end of, of Brady's career. But that, that's that's my takeaway is that, that we're all stuck with Brady. I know Patriots fans are, are probably rejoicing about that, but the rest of us are all stuck dealing with, uh, with Tom Brady for the next few years. Is it possible that the Patriots saw Garoppolo two games last year and they were like, eh, meh? Because I think if that was the case, they would have traded. They would have him. traded him and got their first round pick. Because I, 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 I saw the list last night, and you know the list of quarterbacks that have backed up Brady. They trade him, and it's Drew Bledsoe, who was over, who really was over the hill by the time they traded him. 
It was Matt Castle. It's Ryan Mallett. It's Brian Hoyer. Uh, and now Garoppolo. And none of the other ones have done anything. Right? I mean, Castle goes to Kansas City and is terrible. And Mallett goes to Houston and is awful. Uh, and Hoyer's done nothing. And Bledsoe had a couple of nice years, but uh, he was not the quarterback he was in New England anymore. And I just wonder if Garoppolo got to that point where he played in two games last year and he couldn't even make it through four games. Like, he got hurt so early that he couldn't even make it through those four games that they needed him to and needed him as as a test run. They needed that four-game window, and he couldn't do it. And maybe they soured on him. And this was the last chance they had to trade him, right? Because if they traded him in the offseason, sure, they could have done that. But once they took him into the season— this was their last shot because after the year, he's an unrestricted right. free agent. He's a free agent, right. And there's no reason to trade for him. Um, I-, I wonder if maybe they soured on him. I think that's that's altogether possible. They must have soured on him to some degree that they went from expecting multiple first-round draft picks uh, to settling for one second-round pick in return and then saying, okay, yep, that's enough. Let's let's get rid of him. So uh, something changed. I, I got to think the, the Tom Brady situation must have, I don't want to say changed. I think that's more but likely. But I think maybe there was some clarity that Tom Brady's still really good. He still wants to play. We still want him around. We're going to keep him here. Yeah. No need to pay You know, Jimmy Garoppolo. is a very expensive insurance policy. Yeah. We'll, we'll get somebody who's cheaper. I love that the NFL trade deadline's a thing now, It by is. by the way. It is. Dar- uh, Marcel Darius, Friday. Yep. Uh, Dwayne Brown, a, a Pro Bowl left tackle, traded. Jay Ajayi traded. Uh, Garoppolo traded. Uh, what's the other one that I'm missing? Is there another one? Apparently half the Dolphins are on the trade block. Apparently I, I, uh, apparently every Colt who's decent is on the trade block. Except like, for I, Andrew Luck. It's fun. I, I love the fact that, number one, it's a thing, as you said. Number two, the Buffalo Bills are a buyer, which I love. They're, they're talking about trying to add a wide receiver. And they're trying to make a they've deal with the They've got three hours and 45 minutes. And they've got all these picks to work with that they've been stockpiling over the course of the last several months. So the now, fact that you, the Bills are a buyer, that, that blows my mind. Would you want them to trade to package those and trade up for, with San Francisco? Would you like they have two firsts, two seconds, two thirds this year, right? Yes. Would you would you like them to package a combination of those six picks to go up and get that number two pick and take Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen or Josh Allen? Like do you want that quarterback this year, or is it not worth it to trade all of to trade, let's say four of those six picks, like the I think two first, the second, and the third? I think it comes down to when you're talking trading multiple picks like that. Are you a quarterback away from being really, really good? And I, I don't think that's necessarily the case with the Bills. I don't think they're a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. Um, so I would be hesitant. And again, it, the price would have to be right, Seth. So I, I think. Yes, you you need a quarterback in this league to succeed. Tyrod Taylor's been good, not great. The beauty of this is that we've got a whole nother half a season to for the Bills to kind of figure this out. Now, if he continues to get better, he played very well against the Raiders. If he plays like that on a regular basis moving forward, I'd feel comfortable with Tyrod as the quarterback. Uh, I don't think he's the quarterback of the future, but at the same time, I would be hesitant to trade all of all of that equity that you Two built first, up. Two firsts, a second, and a third, essentially. Just to get a quarterback. And you, and you better be right, you know? I mean, right. you, you better be right. And we saw with, like, the Sammy Watkins trade, for instance, they were not, were not right. You saw with, you know, picking E.J. Manuel in the first round. They were not right. So Different guys now. Understood, understood. Um, but you got to be right, especially when you're you're doing all of that. So I would be hesitant to 
get rid of all those picks right. in exchange for for a quarterback. Well, the, the reason I ask that is because, uh, as mentioned, the Niners now have that right. first or second pick that presumably isn't going to be used on a, on a quarterback. And if you're really looking at it, they want to trade out of that to gain as many assets and as many picks and as many young, controllable, talented players as they can get. And if you're looking at the Jets, the Bills, the Browns, the Browns are going to have a top three pick anyway. The Jets, the Bills, potentially the Redskins, given what they're, given if I mean, Kirk Cousins the is there or not, into that the mix? Giants, the Cardinals, the Steelers. I, I mean, the Bills have the most picks. Right. You know, the, the Bills have the most liquid assets. I tell you what, uh, ask me this question in another few months. Okay, in um, April. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, even even before then. I mean, let's see. We've seen the Bills start 5-2 and two before, and then it doesn't go well from there. So this team's 5-2. and two, They've got momentum. Let's see how Tyrod performs over this next uh, you know, this next stretch of, of eight, nine games, and then we can have this conversation again. Um, because, I, I again, I... I don't think he's the quarterback of the future, but if he if he plays like he did against the Raiders and does that on a regular basis, I could I could live with Tyrod as the quarterback and filling other needs to to try to make this team a legit uh, you know contender in the AFC. And, and as long as they're dealing with Tom Brady, um, it's it's going to be awfully tough uh, to to make it past uh, the AFC and beyond. Uh, I do want to briefly get your thoughts on Ezekiel Elliott. We can get into this later yeah. with today's business, but that's the other big news from the NFL. Ezekiel Elliott looks like will finally serve that six-game suspension. He's been on again, off again for the last uh, several months, but he loses his his latest court battle. And uh, barring something unforeseen, he will sit for the next six games. Yeah, and look, if you followed the Deflate Gate thing last year and the last three years, uh, you should have seen this coming. I think uh, the 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 principles of the case seem very similar, and I know that the actions are totally different. One is domestic violence or alleged domestic violence, and the other is deflating footballs. Uh, But the basis of the case against the NFL and the basis of the case that the players were setting forward was Roger Goodell is is abusing his power and reaching too far. And last year, Brady had, you know, it was seen that Brady had to sit. Zeke has to sit this year. I'm not surprised. Um, I, I, I shouldn't be surprised by this, uh, but Jerry Jones liking that. That Goodell overreached in the Brady thing and suspended him, but not liking that he overreached and suspended Zeke um, shouldn't surprise me. But that's where we are. Uh, J- Jerry Jones using a contract extension and hanging that over Roger Goodell's head to drop this thing. Uh, that's where we are with that too. Uh, again, that shouldn't surprise me, but. And as you it's said, happening. Seth, we're, we're talking about two very different things in terms of what the suspensions were for. It seemed right. trivial at times to talk about Deflategate, uh, certainly not trivial at all uh, dealing with the allegations against Ezekiel Elliott. We do need to take our first time out when we return. Uh, as I mentioned, we'll play back that interview for you uh, with Jerry McNamara. Sat down with Jerry yesterday over at the Mellow Center. That's next. Keep it here. Orange Nation rolls on right after this on ESPN Radio. Brent Axe 4 to 6, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Live from Armory Square. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen Seth back with you on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. Phone lines now open the rest of the way at 315 437 7644. We are powered by Driver's Village. 
It's October 31st. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy hey. Halloween. Thanks. That you is... go, happy Halloween. You, will you be going trick-or-treating tonight? No. I will be on the air You're with Orange Nation. Work, of course. Television version of Orange Nation tonight, 7 to 7.30. It's like the third time I've plugged it today. That might not be a bad thing because it's going to be freezing tonight. It yeah, doesn't matter, you, Max. When you're you, when you're you a parent, get the news alert? it doesn't matter. You did just you, you, you grin and bear it. You get the news alert. I, I get them from Syracuse.com on my phone. It said we we might get snow in oh, parts yeah, so, of yep. upstate New York. No, it's too early for that stuff. I, I've trick or treated through snow before. Fortunately, my kids listen. You, you miss it when it doesn't happen anymore. So the fact that my kids are old enough now where they really don't want to go trick or treating, like part of they me don't misses want it. Want to go? Part of me That's misses it. Part of me doesn't miss it at all because, like you said, it's cold and it's a lot of times it's miserable. It's raining. It's whatever it may whatever be. Whatever so. costume I could wear when I was younger that involved like Under Armour to keep warm, like that needed like a black shirt. You went with it. Yeah. You went for comfort over style. Yes. Steve, yes. Is, your, is your son going to wear gloves Football tonight? Football player, baseball player, didn't matter. Uh, probably not um, because he's stubborn. Uh, did I tell this on the air? Did I tell this to <laughs> no, you? I think that was off the air. Okay, yeah. So we went to the Bills game. For those of you wondering what Max <laughs> is talking about, went to the Bills game. I told him, it's going to be cold. You need gloves. No. No, you're going to want to wear gloves. No. So he didn't wear gloves, and then at halftime, sure enough, can I borrow your gloves, Dad? So he's stubborn. He uh, he didn't listen. To, maybe he'll you listen to me next time. You were a good dad and gave him his glo- your gloves, well, or or you were like, no, this is a lesson. Well, it was a little bit of both. My gloves were soaked, and I said, if you put these on, this is not it's not going to make you feel better. It's going to so, make it worse. So I actually took my gloves off. Neither one of us wore gloves for the second half because the gloves were soaked. But hopefully, he learned his lesson. Dad is usually right. I would say dad is always right, but that's not the case. Dad is usually right. Uh, hopefully he listens to me next time. We heard the voice of Max Burgandy. Uh, Max is in with uh, a little holiday special, trick or treat today. Yeah. It's like buy or sell. Um, trick, obviously, sell, treat, buy. So okay. it's a little, it's it's flip-flop. You guys you guys got that, though? I got it. I think okay. so. I think we can figure it. We're, we're smart. Yeah. We can Sometimes. figure this out. I was the one who had trouble with the the would you the which ones last week. Would you rather? Oh yes, you struggled <laughs> miserably with that game. Hopefully, this will be a little bit easier. More okay. black and white. What do you got? Trick or treat. Uh, Trevor Simeon ends the season as the Broncos' starting quarterback. Trick. I don't know who they're replacing him with because Brock Osweiler is not good either. Yeah, I'm going to agree with with Seth. The fact that Floyd Little brought that up yesterday and is already calling uh, for Trevor Simeon's job. It's going to happen. It's it's going to yeah. happen at some point. And it. Maybe it's just until Paxton Lynch gets healthy, right? Like, isn't he hurt? So he is, maybe yeah, he is hurt. Maybe they're like, oh, if he can finally ever get healthy, he'll just be our starter. But he's not right now. Trick or treat. The World Series goes seven games. Treat. I think the Dodgers will find a way. I don't know how. Uh, but uh, Verlander only went six innings last time. And if he only goes six innings tonight. Three runs on two hits, though. That's Okay, but it was three runs over six innings. Uh, yeah. And if he only goes six innings then the Astros have to find nine outs somewhere, and I don't trust that. Logic and conventional wisdom tell you the Astros are going to win tonight because Verlander is on the mound, which is why I'm going to say this series goes seven games because nothing about this series has made sense. Yep. Nothing about this series has made sense. Everything, Every time we think we have it figured out, and see... There's you, one thing that's made sense in this series. Clayton Kershaw dominating game one. Right. That's and the you, only thing that has made sense. And then you expect with a four-run lead, game over in, in game five, and and, and then it, it goes 13-12. You know, Kenley Jansen has blown a save and lost another game. That doesn't happen. Like that, no, no. That's never ha- that never happens. So I think, I think it's going seven for the simple fact that 
you know, that would not be the logical answer. And you you did trick me just now because I said to Seth yesterday, I'm not going to give a prediction on the World Series because I can't figure this thing out. And you just made me give a prediction on the World Series. But you're nice. welcome. Well done. I, I think it's going seven games. I I hope it's going. I don't want it to end. I, I want it to go yes, seven games. So do so do I. Okay, trick or treat. Of all the trades made this month, Jimmy Garoppolo's will have the most impact. Most impact on who? When, the 49. The and, team he got traded and to. When, and I, I say trick. I think J.H.I. is going to be really big for the Eagles. I think that he's better and more dynamic than LeGarrette Blunt, and that he helps add a dimension they lost with Darren Sproles. It's not going to replace everything that they lost with Darren Sproles, uh, but it will help a little bit in that regard. So I'm going to say that Ajayi is a bigger impact because the Niners stink. Like the Niners are going to get the first or second pick with with gives, Jimmy Garoppolo, but or it without gives them him. a centerpiece moving forward. Where you hope well, that this is your guy. Yeah, but I thought, I, but but this year in the near term, this year next year, I, I'm saying Ajayi is is the bigger trade impact. This see, that's not fair. He now. should have just stopped after he gave his initial answer because he just took my answer, which was I'm gonna I'm gonna play both sides. Of this I'm gonna say short term. Ajayi has the bigger impact. I say long term, Jimmy Garoppolo. That you know, we'll look back on that and say. And what if Jimmy Garoppolo stinks? Well, one way or the other, it's going to have a huge impact. It either sets the franchise back a little bit, well, a couple of years. It, you you gave up a second round pick. Like, is that really setting you? back? you gave up a second round pick if, that you that you will Seth, likely recoup by I, trading the number you one. You asked me the question. Let yeah. me respond. If you because you have Garoppolo, you don't pick. One of these quarterbacks, if if this is like a Carson Wentz situation where the Browns, oh man, we could have had Carson Wentz, we could have had Dak, we, you know, whoever it may be, you know, Deshaun Watson. If we look back on this and well, they had Garoppolo for two years and they passed on whoever comes out of this draft class. It might be multiple quarterbacks that come this class that end up being really, really good. So that's why I say I think it could have a huge impact one way or the other. That if he's if he's great and they find the quarterback, then good for them. If they don't, they might pass on. Their quarterback of the future. So I think, you know, moving forward past this year, because Seth is right, it's too late for the Niners this year, and that's not what this trade is about. I think Ajayi will have a big impact with the Eagles. Uh, but down the road, I think we'll look back a few years from now, and one way or the other, we're going to point to this trade and say it either, you know, it was either great or it was a disaster. I don't think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Okay. And last one, because we got to hit top of the hour. Uh, trick or treat, Syracuse football wins this weekend. Treat. Yeah, treat. I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm buying in. I am buying in on Syracuse going down to Tallahassee and winning. I agree. I don't know what's and, and that scares me that we all just pick Syracuse to <laughs> win at Florida State. Yeah, but I think they're better. Sounds crazy, right? It does. I watched a lot of that game, the BC game on Friday. Florida State is not good, no. and I, it does not make sense. They're not good. Okay, better chance of happening us beating Florida State or us losing to Boston College. Oh, that is a tough question. <laughs> I'd put them at the same odds. Because it was like, watching that game, it's like, is Boston College good? Like, yeah, they're decent, but I would are they give, that good? And then is, or is Florida State just that bad? I would give Syracuse a better chance of beating BC at home than winning at Tallahassee. Okay, fair. I think they're winning both games. I do, too. I do, too. And again, it scares me to say that, but I, 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 I think they're winning both games. Yeah. Uh, with that, uh, good job, Max. I don't, say, I don't we say it enough. Come back later. Yeah, maybe we do another round of this in today's business. I don't say it often enough. Good job. Hardest working man in Redeem, sports talk radio. Redeems him for messing up the GMAC interview. Right, right, even though he didn't touch it. It was still his fault. Uh, you have an update for us? <laughs> I do. All right, let's get to that. Hour number two starts after this.